Hey, what's up, SFL Nation? Thank you for coming back to join me here on SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. This was a great week. We're in week two. Fantastic games just occurred. And I will tell you all about it in this podcast, along with some other great information, too. We're going to be talking about SFL history, SFL chat around the water cooler, some very interesting topics in that regard. We're going to be doing team introductions. Uh, we're going to be featuring Alaska, the Alaska Storm, as the team of the day or the team of the week. Uh, I'm going to be doing a quick quick recap of week two, my picks for week three, and then I have a really nice fourth and goal interview that I'm looking forward to presenting to you. So stay tuned, okay? And now we have SFL history. So of the 10 original members, user players of the league in season three, four are still active. We have Mexico City Aztec owner Ramos Lynn, Houston Hyenas defensive coordinator and safety Eddie Gage, Baltimore Vultures quarterback Mike Dazzo, and linebacker Joe Dazzo. Season one had, actually season one and two had all fictional players. Uh, They, well a fictional player would be a non-user player, meaning that that would be a bot or a person that is not able to make changes to their character. And then you have user players, which is a real person that can actually make changes to their players. And season three marked the start of the user players. The SFL partnered with CAG NFL, a user versus user Sims football experience, which utilizes all pro football 2K8 to further the league. Also in the summer of 2014, SFL entered a partnership with DAC Stats, the official stat statistic platform of the NAIA. This deal launched the SFL into a new world of stat keeping and player tracking for that season and beyond. Also in season three, the winner of the championship game was the Baltimore Crabs. Uh, I like the Vultures a lot better. All this info was gathered from talking to different players or SFL members around the league and, of course, uh, from our media guide. So if you would like a media guide, please see Andy Hamilton. And speaking of players, Mr. Thomas Rahman reminded me that last year's expansion teams, which were the Baltimore Vultures, the New Orleans Pharaohs, and the Las Vegas Fury are the top teams in the league for season 12 this year. And that was a great point. New Orleans Pharaohs and Las Vegas have been doing their thing, and Baltimore definitely surprised the league with beating Alaska, knocking them off that pedestal. So kudos for that. And next up, we have SFL Chat Around the Water Cooler. So football is known for hard hits and trash talk, and there was no shortage of that in the SFL this week. There are a couple confrontations that caught my eye between San Francisco's Dylan Asel and J.W. Doyle, 
and Chad Tackles and Harish Prasad. Now, it was funny because I was just happening to be scrolling along through the chats and I found these bets that they were placing on each other's games and it's hilarious to me and I'm just curious to know or curious to see rather if the people that lost their bet will actually follow through with what they said they were going to do. The first one was Dylan versus JW and they will see each other in week four. Uh, Dylan plays for the San Francisco Sharks and uh, JW plays for the OKC Renegades and their bet goes as follows. It's a shame we don't face you this year, says JW. Uh, oh wait, we do. Dylan says, we're going to kick your ass so bad. If we lose to you guys, I'll retire. JW says, ha ha. Dylan says, Doyle, let's make a bet. If you guys beat us, I'll make my profile pick wherever you want it to be. But if you if we beat you, I'll choose yours for a week. JW says, must be sports related, but deal. Then we have Chad Tackle versus Harish Prasad. Chad of the Houston Hyenas says that he will retire if his team loses to Harish Prasad and the Carolina Skyhawks. Their dialogue went as follows. Chad says, if Carolina goes up 10 plus points on us, I'm retiring. Xander Gold did a little cameo in this conversation saying that they're playing the Houston Hyenas field goal kickers anyway. Chad says, "This is that's what I have to say. Quote me on it. Screenshot that. Well, I did quote you on that. And apparently there are a few screenshots, sir. So um, we're going to see if you're going to make good on that bet. Or if uh, you were just talking smack. Should be interesting to find out. And the last interesting bit of conversation that I saw was J.W. Doyle again for OKC versus Kai Ethan for St. Louis. Now, I didn't notice this bet until after um, Kai lost, and I noticed that his profile pic had changed. And I asked him, I said, um, hey, uh, did Roblox take over your account, man? You know, he had this big yellow smiley face, this big head that was just sitting there. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And he said, uh, no, Doyle won his bet. And so I asked Doyle, you know, what was up with that? And Doyle says, he said that he would run under 50 yards and Asa would rush for over 150. I ran for 225 yards and Asa ran for only 89. So Doyle had two bets going on at the same time. It was crazy, man. I just, I don't like losing like that. So I'm going to be very reluctant to bet. You know, I just just can't do it, man. Not a very good loser, but I, you know, have to put my best face forward, you know. But in other news, the Indianapolis Spitfire is looking for a starting free safety for their team. If interested, contact Tanner Hendricks and or uh, James Richards. The Alaska Storm is looking for a kicker. 
must have a chat ranking of 50 or less. Contact Mighty RX Storm to range or Ryan Davison. The Vancouver Legion is looking for a defensive back. Join the Eternal Frost. Contact Thomas Pepper. I'm sorry, Tom Pepper and Andy Hamilton. And the OKC Renegades are looking for a top quality wide receiver. Please contact JW Doyle if you want to be a renegade. And up next, we have Teams of the League. Today, I'm featuring the Alaska Storm. Enjoy, people. All right, now we have Teams of the League. I'm featuring the Alaska Storm for this podcast. Now, Alaska Storm, you know, had an all-time record of 43-15. and 15. Last season, they were 14-0. Originally from Anchorage, Alaska. Um, the owner and head coach is Max Paul, hence Mighty Two Range, and uh, Ryan Davison as their GM. Some facts about Alaska include Ryan Coffins, all-time uh, all-time yards is 11,243. He has 81 touchdowns and 66 interceptions. Now, this is before this season has actually taken place. So, this is all before uh, season 12. I should prerequisite by saying this. So, um, we got rushing Ash Odom, all-time, is 2,015 yards. Receiving Mr. Optimus Klein, 360 receptions, 4,755 yards, and 25 touchdowns. We have Andrew Francis, all-time at 222, I'm sorry, yeah, 222 tackles. Big Sexy has 95.5 sacks. Evan Carroll has 34 passes defended and 15 interceptions. Last year... Alaska was number one scoring offense, number one in SFL, number two scoring defense, and had a fantastic year. I mean, they've just been kicking butt the whole time, you know? So I had a little chat with Mighty RX, or Max Paul. He is the owner, coach, visual media director of uh, the Alaska Storm, and he's also a husband, a father of four teams, and he took time out of his schedule to just give me a little bit of information about his team. Um, they're the ninth team to join the league, have a losing record to only one active franchise team, which is the Baltimore, and Baltimore also handed them their first season first season opening loss as well now now being four and one of all time now I'm going to introduce their starting lineup we have quarterback Ron Cochran has been in the league for four years uh, have excuse me we have Robert Merrill that's been in the league for uh, five years Mr. Jason Williams for, I've been in the league for two years. Jeff Como, 
been in the league for three years. Mr. Optimus Klein has been in the league for five years. Alex Big Sexy Dominguez has been in the league for five years. And uh, Mr. Ryan Davison has been in the league for three years. Evan Carroll has been in the league for five years. David Bain has been in the league for three years. And Ryan Tobin has been in the league for three years as well. Andrew Francis has been in the league for four years. And A. Aaron DeHood is a rookie. It's undrafted. So Robert Merrill, Alex Big Sexy Dominguez, and Evan Carroll have been with Alaska since the start. And this Alaska team, they have uh, been on this team for five years and in the league for five years. So, you know, that's a that's what I call loyalty there. You know, that's that's been awesome. So um, next up, we have my recap for week two, as well as my picks for week three. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, have a quick recap of week two and trying to figure out if I was right about all the picks that I made last week. And it doesn't look like it fared well, fared well for me at all. I had got six wrong, man, six wrong and four right. So I was a little off this week, much like my passes. Oh, <sighs> anyway, first game was New Orleans, Atlanta. I chose Atlanta and I lost. <laughs> uh, score was 45, Atlanta 31. Player of the game, Deezer Powell. Wide receiver, eight receptions, 220 yards, three touchdowns, 27.8 yards per catch. Great job, sir. Got Chicago versus Mexico City. I chose Chicago and I was right about that one. The score was Chicago 35. Mexico 27. It was rivalry night for that game, and the player of the game was Buchanan Sims. Wide receiver, six receptions, 118 yards, two touchdowns, 19.7 yards. Next up was Baltimore versus Las Vegas, and I chose Baltimore, and I chose wrong. Only by one point, though. The score, Baltimore 30, Las Vegas 31. Player of the game was Robert Redford. He had uh, 90 yards, two touchdowns, 17 reception yards. And just another side note on this game, T-Roy Gaines was knocked out of the game in this one. And he did not return because he had back spasms. And I hope that you're feeling better. It seems like you were when you were calling my game the other night. So, uh, yeah, you sound like you were just fine to me. <laughs> But next up, we have uh, OKC Renegades versus uh, St. Louis. And I guess wrong. I uh, thought St. Louis was going to win this game. But with the four turnovers, score wound up being St. Louis 28, OKC 37. And J.W. Doyle again had a great game. He was the player of the game. And 221 yards, three touchdowns. And 8.8 yards per carry. Next up, we have London versus Denver. And I chose Denver. And I chose right. 
they won by three points. I also just said they were going to win by three points as well. The score was London 38, Denver 41. Player of the game was Gerard McChesney with 150 yards, one touchdown, and 25 reception yards. Um, Denver's, there was a pick six that was made that was absolutely amazing that helped them win this game early. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome to behold. With the Vancouver versus Queen City game, the score was Vancouver 10, Queen City is 26, and I chose Vancouver to win. I was wrong about that one. Um, the turnovers hurt Vancouver in that game. Player of the game was A.J. Caswell. Uh, made 22 out of 31 passes, 193 yards. Uh, three touchdowns and 17 rushing yards. Tallahassee and Sioux Falls. I chose Sioux Falls to win by seven, and they did win. They actually won by eight. Score was Tallahassee 23, Sioux Falls 31. Player of the game was Colin Hart. Uh, 22 ATTs. He got 100 yards. One touchdown and, I'm sorry, 100 yards. Then you had 120, uh, uh, sorry, 100 one touchdown. Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> so next up, we have Houston versus Carolina. I chose Carolina to win, and I was right about that one. The score, Houston 13, Carolina 24. That was the first win for Carolina this season. Player of the game was Mark Biddix. 312 yards. Passing. Three touchdowns and San Francisco and Indy. We have the score being San Francisco 34, Indy 24. And I chose Indy to win this game, but I was wrong. Gabriel Manning was the player of the game with four receptions, 70 yards, two touchdowns, and a 160-yard kick return, one touchdown. Fantastic. Ah, now, my game. Tulsa versus Dallas. I chose Tulsa to win, and I was wrong, unfortunately. The score, 29, uh, Tulsa. Dallas had 37. Player of the game was Jaquez Luindola, with, uh, 30, making 31 of 40 passes, 354 yards passing, Two touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 109.8. Fantastic, man. I'm really glad for you, Miss Linduya. Looks like the better quarterback won. They did say that this was a game of the quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, even though I put up 310 uh, points and three touchdowns myself, I, you know, just fell short. So, with that, congratulations. Congratulations. And now my picks for week three. Hopefully I'll be a little bit better with this. Um, so first up, Alaska at Tallahassee. Alaska, I'm thinking, is going to win this one. It has to regain its confidence in, you know, in themselves. Houston versus Mexico City. I got Mexico City. Um, I think they have something to prove after that loss. Sioux Falls uh, versus Baltimore. I got Baltimore on that one. Queen City versus New Orleans. I got New Orleans. Uh, Dallas versus OKC. I'm going with OKC on that one. St. Louis versus London. I got 
St. Louis. Atlanta versus Carolina. I'm giving Atlanta another chance, man. Come on, Marcus. Come on. We got to get it done, man. Get it done. I'm picking Atlanta for that game. Uh, Chicago and Vancouver. I got Chicago winning. Indy versus Tulsa. Of course, I'm choosing Tulsa to win. We're going to have to pull that out, man. You know, I'm working with um, Coach and going to get my plays a lot more down packed and get a little bit more crisp on my passing abilities and hopefully uh, we'll win this game um, Denver versus San Francisco uh, you gotta be a good swimmer to be in a shark tank so I'm going with San Francisco on this Las Vegas has a bye week so we will be seeing them in another week or so next up we have fourth and goal interview with my special guest Cameron Irvine All right, and now we have our fourth and goal interview. And today's special guest is none other than Mr. Cameron Irvine, SFL Commissioner. How you doing today? I'm good, Ashley. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Yeah, of course. It is Tuesday after all, so it's like my weekend. Oh, that's perfect. I guess I caught you <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So, first question is, who is Cameron Irvine, and how do you describe yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I would describe myself as a, uh, a sports junkie, um, a, uh, a diehard uh, football fan um, of the sport itself. Um, and, uh, you know, just somebody that... Uh, can be very intense at times um, and, uh, and certainly uses a passion to drive uh, to drive the bus of my life understood understood why did you start the SFL uh, I, I started it because I, I just felt like um, playing video games online with strangers um, was uh, not a not a representation of the sport. Um, it was a disconnection um, from person to person, and I'm a very big believer in uh, connecting people and and trying to bring people closer together. Um, I think uh, I think with the billions of people in this world, there is um, there is a, a sad disconnect um, from cultures to countries to um, you know just just your neighbor uh, and yourself um, it's it's quite challenging um, and so if we can if we can build something to uh, bring people together and uh, and represent uh, the great sport that I love then that is uh, that's the perfect combination wonderful and I'm really glad for one that you know you had the vision to do this because I never thought that I would ever be playing football a quarterback nonetheless you know it's it's a wonderful thing so I for one I'm appreciative um so have you ever played football or any sport uh well never I I I always kind of aspired to be a kicker I guess um because I used to kick field goals in the park and, and I just 
I guess I just could never, um, I could never get into it or, um, take the, take the leap to, uh, um, you know, to do something like that. I was always, um, I was always just a, a much better basketball player. Um, I had kind of the, the build, um, you know, six one, one ninety, whatever, to to be a to be a wing on the outside, and so it just uh, was kind of a natural fit. So I played basketball from um, age, you know, six to seventeen or whatever. Um, was uh, was you know part of our high school team. Um, enjoyed my. Uh, most successes in middle school, which if anybody takes me down memory lane, I will gladly remember every shot I ever made. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, the, it's the funny things that stick with you. It's the 12 points in the first quarter in your first game against Bush Middle School when after they took a timeout, everyone's chanting white shadow because I was the only white guy on the team. It's, uh, it's playing, it's playing uh, uh, Garner Middle School and as I hit a sh- uh, three from the corner and and uh, ran past their bench. The coach said, "Somebody's got to cover the white guy." Um, and it just, it, 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 just some things that uh, that stick with you, you know, through those times. Um, so I played, I played basketball, um, and was was very into that, um, and still love playing it. Um, but uh, don't get to play it as much. Uh, the SFO is is, is ever consuming and. Um, I, uh, I definitely had to get out more, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, my, uh, my sports history and play some, play some soccer in, in, uh, in fifth grade. And, um, I guess I was the, I guess I was the nerd of the bunch. I kept tabs on all the scores and all the standings from all the uh, games at recess. They used to, they actually did a, a clever thing. There were five fifth grade classes at my school one mm-hmm. soccer field at recess and so they they uh they would schedule um the classes against each other and that was the way for them to say this is your day to be able to use the soccer field otherwise there's 100 kids out there and it's just a mess right so um so we kind of made a tournament out of it and i still remember byron kicking the ball over the construction fence in the championship and not allowing us to finish after all that um, and uh, just it's just funny the things that uh, the memories that uh, that last through sport. Exactly, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so, what is your favorite pastime that is not SFL related or sports related? Favorite pastime? What, what is what is a pastime to a twenty-seven year old? <laughs> I mean, do you like going to the movies? Do you like bowling? Do you like going for walks in the park with your wife? What do you like doing? Okay, uh, all right. Now, now, I, now I understand. Um, I would say that my, uh, my favorite pastime uh, would be... Um, just watching television, watching, uh, watching good television. I have a lot of shows that I follow. And, uh, when I was, uh, living near my grandparents, uh, me and my grandmother used to spend weekends watching marathons of shows. Cause that's her favorite thing to do ever. She's got this, uh, monster DVR that she records all these things. And, uh, um, 
and, and so we used to watch um, a ton of, you know, crime shows and, um, and do all that stuff together. So that was kind of our way to bond. So I've kind of, uh, I've kind of carried on that tradition with myself. Um, uh, the shows are just maybe a little bit more crude and a little bit more funny than, <laughs> than back in the day. But yeah, I love, uh, love sitting there on the old tube and enjoying TV and 20, uh, 2019 it's way better than it was 10 years ago definitely you're absolutely right about that um so what type of impact do you want the sfl to have for years to come oh man i i want this league to uh, to do so many things i was actually talking with um one of my uh, staff members the other day and i was telling him i said you know it doesn't i get so upset when we don't reach our potential not because i don't think we can but because i have such a belief in people in everyone that is a part of this league that i feel like they can be better than the person that they're showing you they are right now and they have not reached their full potential and i want them to reach their full potential because if they do we're going to be unstoppable if everybody here reaches their full potential in Austin, that gets misconstrued as me holding too high of a standard or whatever. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you understand that you can be even better than you already are. So the first thing that I feel like the SFL can accomplish is, is pushing people to understand that it doesn't matter if you don't think you're great. It doesn't matter if people have told you you're not great. Um, you can you can be great here. I believe you. I believe in you. So um, I think that it's a. I, I hope that it becomes a place where people can reach their maximum potential. Um, I hope it can make a positive impact on on people that. Um, you know, do not necessarily have a very positive life or um, don't have a, you know, the quote-unquote normal life or, the, you know, may just have the, the nine-to-five and going through the motions and just need something to, you know, to be kind of a jolt, um, you know, for them. Um, and then, you know, I, I hope that, that we can... Uh, you know, change the landscape and, and change the world from the standpoint of, you know, when esports started, um, it, uh, it still captured the magic of traditional sports, but just brought it, it, it essentially just brought the traditional sports model to what uh, an average millennial cares about, which is not going to an arena to watch a game where they have terrible Wi-Fi service but is involved in a video game that they like to play. Right. And that's that's essentially what esports was and how that got captured. But it didn't enhance the traditional sports model at all. And that's what we're doing here and what my mission has been is your ticket in onto the court, into the, you know, onto the playing surface of a sporting event is your athletic ability. And your ticket on on stage in an esports arena is the controller and your skills with it. If you take away the controller, you shatter that glass ceiling or that glass wall that 
um, that prevents you from being on that stage and it gives everybody an opportunity to participate and so I think that this can scale into the hundreds of thousands of people people just have to understand uh, what it is and and why they would want to participate and so that's what we continue to work on um, and it's a lot of marketing and, and, and the high customer acquisition cost and all that until we can finally break through uh, so that people can understand you know what this is and what it stands for beautiful and so were there any setbacks in creating the SFL <laughs> were there any setbacks there was a setback <laughs> yesterday um <laughs> This, uh, yes, um, I've gone through quite a bit of hardship and trial and error, and and, and that's, I think, what separates us, because, I mean, probably 95% of the people that are in this league would not have ever thought, you know, that we've ever, quote-unquote, failed, but, you know, I've, I've had four failed attempts before this um, to the point where we just had to shut down um, and uh, you know had I mean had some some really some really awful times where you know I, I had a league and before the season could even end all the help and support had left you know or become disinterested or um, you know the, the the viewership was just just really bad and it was obvious that it just wasn't a model that that was entertaining enough and attractive enough to, to be involved in and so um, there's been a lot of um, a lot of failures and those have uh, built uh, onto the successes of this league and um, we use those past failures to um, to, to not make those same mistakes again in the SFL and that's why it's been able to be going on for six plus years now wonderful and it's it's a, like I said for us joining you know the rookies and everything it, it's an amazing experience and um, even just seeing all the different families like the Raman family and my husband and I kind of like the Bonnie and Clyde of football and then you have <laughs> <laughs> You kind of have, you have, um, of course, you and your brother, the Dazo brothers. It's just, it's just a, a beautiful family-oriented, attractive thing to be a part of. And I'm, I'm really glad that I am a part of it, Cameron, seriously. And um, one more question. If you could play in the SFL as a player yourself, um, what would be your position and what team would you play for? <laughs> what teams? Is that not, is that, that not the biggest reporter trap question? Um, I had to get you one time. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm answering that. But I, I, would, uh, I would probably be a fullback um, because I... Um, I think that the fullback defines my attitude and aggression towards moving this ball down the field <laughs> in, okay. in the sense that um, my journey as, you know, as a vote commissioner and, um, you know, just as a person in life has been just one yard at a time. 
Um, it's very unusual for us to ever get a first down on a 10-yard pass around here. It is one yard, two yards, one yard, negative one yard, zero yards type of a thing. Um, and, uh, it sounded like my game. <laughs> what's that? Sounded like my game last night. <laughs> no, twenty nine points. No, no, but, uh, no just um, kidding. Yeah, it's just it, it's that personifies the grind that that uh, me and everyone else who participates on the league level uh, feels. It's just uh, every day we try to improve a little bit by a little bit. It's almost impossible to improve by leaps and bounds on any given day because you're surrounding yourself including myself at times with amateurs in the space um before i started the sfl i didn't even know what esports was i didn't even know that that's what we would call ourselves or have the potential to call ourselves i i've never played any video games that aren't a sports game like i'm not i'm not a geek gamer I'm not a gamer. I'm not, you know, I, I don't have that background. So it's very self-made. And so it's, it's, it's very, you know, just get that lead block and try to pick up as much as you can. Um, and that's, uh, that's what we do. And I think I would, I would very much enjoy, um, uh, you know, being a fullback and just kind of watching a team pound their way down the field and don't name rookies your next fullback with Irvine as the last name because Levant already does that he regrets it because everybody thinks he's related to me <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so the original and uh, come up with your own name because I don't want to I don't want to see my name out there as fullback but um, but yeah that's uh, that's I think that's what I would be and, and I would play for every single team if that was an option awesome that was that's a great answer <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic of you, sir. So this is the part of the interview where you can tell us anything that you want to know. This is like your plug. So any shout outs you want to give, any information you want to give, or just whatever you want to say at this moment, you get this is the last word. Well, um, the last word, don't screw this up, Cam. Um, (laughs) Never. I would say, um, well, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a great shot at, uh, at, at uh, public promotion here, Ashley, because I'm going to unveil something to you that nobody knows and is expecting. So you get to tease this as a reason for someone to tune into the podcast uh, for um, for some info. Okay. On Sunday, January 27th, we have applied for a Twitch front page broadcast that is equivalent to the NFL Red Zone. This will be our first Red Zone attempt since our second, I wouldn't call it a failed attempt, um, but uh, since our second um, effort into doing uh, one of these broadcasts, um, the first couple of times uh, that we did the broadcast, um, it is two of our most 16 watched videos in league history, mm-hmm. and um, one of the telecasts, uh, the premiere of our Red Zone, is the third most watched 
video in Leak History. Twenty six hundred views. Uh, so it was very popular when we first did it. Now, when we first did it, um, we did not have the games available to watch live in full at the same time. That's not going to be the case this time. Bearing okay. um, on multiple channels on YouTube, uh, the Sunday slate um, will also be bounced uh, around on the Twitch front page. We're going to have features, a feature video from our last convention in telling some of our greatest league stories and, and from some of our greatest league people um, in order to share uh, the full scope of our league with uh, Twitch front page viewers in an effort to see if that um, can ramp up our um, um, our efforts in, in recruiting and showing people our, our wide league for um, for what it is, which is a very large landscape of broadcasters and players and stories. Um, so we're going to give it a shot. Uh, the, the games on that Sunday slate will be part of the Red Zone. That means that anybody that is broadcasting game that day will have a chance to broadcast in front of thousands of people. That means any player that's playing on a team has the potential to score a touchdown wow. on the Twitch front page. There are a ton of teams that can make their Twitch front page debut that day. Those games on that slate are New Orleans and Chicago. Both of those teams are undefeated right now. Mexico City at Atlanta. I believe it'll be front page first for New Orleans and Atlanta. Uh, Tallahassee at Las Vegas. It'll be the first uh, be the front page debut for Las Vegas. Oklahoma City at San Francisco. It will be the debut of both of those teams on the front page. And Dallas at Denver. It'll be the debut for both of those organizations on the front page. So all of those Sunday games at three o'clock will have broadcasters. I will host from league headquarters and we will bounce around to league action. We obviously have to get approval from the Twitch front page and we'll be branding this broadcast uh, by a particular name that will be announced in the official press release. But this will be a first, not only for us, but for the Twitch front page. Um, and I'm really excited to uh, have a chance to produce uh, this broadcast and uh, and really try to share our stories with the world. And uh, we'll see if it has a positive impact on recruiting. If it does, then we will do this more in the future, uh, airing live games uh, elsewhere for the diehards to be able to watch, um, but also have the... Uh, Twitch front page broadcast that is bouncing around to all the other actions. So, how about that, Ashley? That is amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is amazing. I'm so happy right now. (laughs) So, every touchdown from all those games and every turnover uh, from all those games, you're going to get to see that um, on the Twitch front page as we hop around and really show you what we can do. That is going to be amazing because it is very difficult for me to just bounce around to all the games and I'm missing these great interceptions and these great, you know, passes and everything. So this is definitely going to be welcomed by the community. Great opportunity, Cameron. I love it. And it's on the weekend. It's on the Sunday where there is no football. Yes. Um, So you will not have to worry about the NFL getting in the way. Exactly. Beautiful. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, Cameron. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope to have you on again, um, maybe towards the end of the season, maybe to get like a little recap of the entire season, you know, from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to uh, to hear more and hear more people uh, on your podcast and get to know them a little bit better as well. And uh, mm-hmm. I love what you got going here, and this is going to be a fun season. Thank you so much. All right. See you soon, Cameron. All right. See you later, Ashley. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me tonight. I'm glad that you guys took the time out of your busy schedules to come chill with me. I hope you also enjoyed the interview with Cameron and the wonderful information that he gave us. I'm really excited about this new red zone opportunity that we have. It's awesome. But hopefully I'll be seeing you guys next week. I'll have a lot of great segments and also another great interview to present to you as well. Y'all have a wonderful night. And until next time, Striker out. Ooh, 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 ooh.